Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles, only a small child to rescue from a fire monster. I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by these very combustible <laughs> warriors. So say hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Feel inflammable. I don't want to burn. It's okay. You've all leveled up to level five. Yay. So. Yeah, we have. What? Hang on. <laughs> Everybody but Orin has leveled up to level five. Orin's gonna die. <laughs> I'm still level two. What's going on? <laughs> uh, well, before you're all burnt to a crisp, let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every Inside one who will pay the price, then chance of success will rest upon the dice. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is no small goals. So, having chased the faceless footman into the wise man's nook, a hex hideout, Juno and Enkidu attempted to reach the wagon that the killer had hidden themselves in. After a brief scuffle where they were hit with a frosting bomb and wrapped in carpets, the rest of the party arrived to rescue them, only to be hit with another frosting bomb and also wrapped in carpets. Luckily, 
Gaius was unaffected by the drug, and once out of the city, freed the party and did his best in corralling them until the drug wore off. A brief exchange with the wagon driver left you with two carpets, and after a quick moment theorising what exactly was happening in Rostall, you returned to the outskirts to retrieve Bessie. Using the opportunity to spread some rumours, Orin moved through the crowd at the gate and told the anxious populace that the killer may have escaped the city, as well as their connection with the wise man's nook. Deciding to leave the whole situation alone, you continued northward, and as your first sight of Lake Dravain came into view, a scream pulled your attention and you watched as a young girl came rushing out of the trees, chased by a being made of liquid fire. And that's where we're at, so, um, roll initiative. Ah! <laughs> Here we go. Yes! Out of interest, Chris, what's your performance? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it is plus four. Oh. Oh. oh my gosh, is that it? Gwendolyn's got plus five performance. Oh, yeah. Ooh, she's a better singer than Guy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. She's a good singer. How? It's not come up, but it, she is a good singer. I've never said I... that Guy's is exceptionally good at... Um... <laughs> no, you haven't. No, if anything, you've said the opposite. Yeah. 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 No one said it was good. Is that your highest... I... Is your charisma your highest stat? Or it should be, shouldn't it? Um, my highest stat? <laughs> no. No, it's not. What the fuck? Why not? <laughs> okay, never mind. He's not a well-built bard, this guy. <laughs> Intentionally so. Yeah. He's, he's, he's something else before a bard. Ooh. But his class is bard. So, anyway. Uh, that's the most we've heard about Gaius yeah. the whole time we've played. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 25 to 20. Unnatural 20. 17. 10. 11. 11. Ooh. Ooh. Who's got the highest decks out of Orin and... Decks, I've got 18. 15, so you're... Yeah. So, uh, the situation as it is, you're up on a ridge with a few trees around you. Um, there's actually a slight ridge to your left. To your right uh, is a fairly steep drop. And beyond, you can see a valley. And even further, you can see just the edges of Lake Dravain itself. Ahead of you, the path continues sort of sloping downwards. And running up towards you is a young girl kind of outfitted in loads of contraptions and things similar to Orin's attire Mm. Uh, and behind her is this anthropomorphic being of molten flames and like oozing liquids that's got smoke trailing behind it looks quite angry from what you can tell with it bubbling away and hissing and smoking and it is charging after this girl so it is unfortunately heading toward all of you (laughs) Juna you go first I am going to see what is going on and sling a chromatic orb straight at the molten lava monster. Cool, yeah, make your attack roll. A 16 to hit. 16 does hit. Oh, I rolled so... I rolled three ones! Come on! So just three damage then. I don't add anything to the damage. No, I don't think so, unless it says in the description. What kind of damage is that? Does it look like it is particularly like susceptible to any particular type of damage? Um, from this distance, <laughs> I'll say you have no idea. It's just some, <laughs> some uh, nice driving of, of yeah, flame and and liquid and and smoke. It's hard to tell what exactly would hurt it. I'm gonna say cold damage. I get to choose what type of damage it is. Oh, nice. Oh, that's handy. Nice. And that was uh, handy. three altogether. Wasn't yeah, it? So that's three. rounded down to a one. Oh! I chose the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. I'm going to use some sorcery points and do it again. 
Yeah, come on. Yeah. Um, Let's go hard on the first round of this combat. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Nine to hit. Does not hit, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. At least I tried. Uh, Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Okay, how far away am I from the creature? You're about 80 feet away. Okay, so I am going to run uh, 20 uh, feet closer, and then I am going to pull out the star wand, um, and I am going to cast fairy fire, which erupts out of the wand in a sparkling green glittery energy, and it lights it up if it doesn't fail its dexterity saving throw. Um, I rolled an 18 altogether for a dex save. Does that mean it saves? Probably. Because obviously I don't have a spell thing because it's not me. So would that be my um, key save, maybe, that it's going against? It's actually 15 for those ones. Ah, okay. Ooh. Right, good to know. Is that the same for uh, Gaius's uh, necro? Yeah, exactly. His, his wand of weakening. Wand of weakening. Oh, is that what it's called? What's mine called? Mine's wand of revealing, isn't yes. it? Yeah. So. Okay, so it doesn't hit. And <laughs> Gwendolyn just kind of shakes the wand a bit to be like, oh, why isn't this working? The, um, the like glitteriness does impact it and in fact as like the little girl is running closer towards you she sort of ducks a little bit even though she's quite short anyway she ducks a little bit just so the sparkles definitely go over her head oh sorry I, d- I didn't want to get you um, I-, I didn't get it either <laughs> are you doing anything else Gwendolyn? <laughs> I think she's just looking at how big it is and just going oh <laughs> shit and kind of a bit frozen for a moment because I think it's probably the biggest scariest thing she's ever seen uh, so yeah, it's uh, the little girl's turn and she carries on belting her way forward. Uh, so she almost catches right the way up to you, Gwendolyn. And sort of she, she looks at all of you like clearly in a very confused way, kind of relieved that there's more people to help, but also like, why aren't you running? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she, I'm thinking the same. she just carries, uh, carries straight on past you all, darting to the back of your group as quickly as she can and dashing so that she's right toward the back of the group uh, next to Bessie. Um, and as she turns, she does start fiddling with some of the small contraptions around her. Um, and Orin, as she's pretty close to you, you can see that she's got like a, a, a backpack type of thing strapped to her. But it seems to be strapped right the way around her chest. And in fact, as she sort of run past, you've seen that like uh, part of it, the straps go down the edges of her arm, both of her arms. And she starts fiddling with all of them, uh, like twisting little little valves and dials that you can see are like right the way across this this backpack thing. She's prepping that very it's it's curious you're like what is this machine uh, but it hasn't done anything just yet Gaius it's your turn never mind the combat I just want to play with that okay I can't do anything at the moment and did you say that fairy fire was cast upon it yep uh, but it, it didn't it work missed. Uh, okay all right in that case then um, Gaius is going to bravely run to the side Bravely <laughs> <laughs> retreat. You can see the direction that the fire monster is heading towards. So he's going. Yeah, he's going to run to the left and try and hug against the ridge there. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst at the same time, like pulls out his loot and sings, and then a monster comes along <laughs> with the strength to carry on. But you know he's gonna die because <laughs> he's coming up against this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, little fairies will shoot from my loot and impact him and light him up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's good. You rolled a six altogether, so he fails. Okay, so that means then basically any attack roll against him um, has advantage, and the affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. Um, and it's it's odd, even though like there's loads of smoke and stuff coming off of off of this creature, uh, you can see like a very clearly defined 
outline, humanoid outline, even though it seems to be bubbling and like shifting slightly as it moves towards you. Uh, there is this very clearly defined outline around it. Would I class him as like a person then? No, it is. No, it's not a humanoid. Okay, good to know. Just it seems to be humanoid shaped. Yeah, it seems it, it shifts, uh, and with every step, like uh, like it keeps it keeps moving. Ooze like. Um, are you doing anything else, Skyus? I'm just gonna turn to the person nearest to Bessie and be like, "Get Bessie out of here." <laughs> cool. In which case, Orin, it's your turn. Okay. So I'm going to um, uh, 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 seeing the, the girl fiddling with the cool-looking backpack thing. I'm like, I want to use tech too. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna run towards the monster. Let's say 15 feet or so. So I'm not getting in front of Gwen. <laughs> Let's let's leave Gwen the nearest the monster. <laughs> Orin's being brave but not stupid. Sure. Um, so he'll run sort of fifteen feet towards the monster. Then he's gonna um, pull pulling out of his backpack. He's gonna pull the little dragon out of out of his backpack, and then he's gonna grab a head from his backpack that uh, you haven't seen before and sort of loads uh, like a projectile into the head of the dragon click it onto the dragons let's send the dragon let's send the dragon ten feet further towards the monster mm-hmm. let's put the dragon into the firing line instead actually let's move the dragon let's fall 15 feet towards the monster Ooh, if 15 I feet toward the monster yeah and then it's gonna fire a ballista, a force ballista at the monster, if it may. Absolutely. Uh, with advantage, thanks to Guy's handy fairy fire. So that is a 23 to hit. Definitely hits, yeah. And this is gonna be force damage. It's oh, not the best roll. Seven points of force Seven damage. Points of force damage. Uh, yeah, as this uh, ballista collides with this uh, this creature moving towards you, it almost like punctures a hole through it, which then like sort of bubbles up again with this this molten flame. But yeah, for it does sort of stagger as it sort of carries on its way forward towards you. And then Orin is then going to have second thoughts and step back five feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like, oh, there's a bit near the monster. Okay. And Kidu, it's your turn. Yeah, go on. Uh, two shots of Eld- Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Ooh, two Eldritch Blasts now. <laughs> Level five. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. A one and natural one for one. And a... Don't get advantage because oh, of yeah. Yeah, fire. Yeah. yeah. So do I roll both of those again? Well, roll, roll the natural one again. That's a 16 plus five, so that's a 21. The other one's a that 14, so that's a 19. Uh, so yeah, they both hit. Yeah, um, cool. Cool, yeah. Do your damage. And that's force damage as well, isn't it? Yeah. That's a 10 plus 3, so that's 13. 13. That's a 7 plus 3, and that's a 10. So that's 23 points of force damage. Ooh, ooh beefy. Nice. Nice. Level 5. Level 5. <laughs> level 5. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Are you moving anywhere? No. No, you're going to stay stood next to Bessie. Yeah. So, uh, it is then the, the creature's turn. Uh, and this thing seems to be trailing fire as it rushes towards you all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god. 30, 40. Collides, uh, like, yeah, as it's rushing right the way forwards, it uh, collides with Orin's little dragon and bashes it, starts, like, whacking down on it. First of all, uh, first time that we, uh, enters another creature's space on a turn. Uh, so first of all, just as it's approached the, uh, the little dragon, you can see that, like, it's almost starting to just the sheer force of the the heat coming out of this thing uh starts damaging 
the dragon itself. So before it's even like smashed down on it, your dragon takes eight points of fire damage. And then yeah, he starts slamming down uh, and, and makes an attack against it as well. Uh, and rolls a 12. Does that hit your dragon? Misses! Just misses. Amazing. So it does no damage, but it doesn't seem to be very happy with this thing that blasted it with force. And yeah, like, it's it's odd. Even though it does seem to be a, a creature just made up of the elements, it does seem to have some kind of intelligence about it, or at least some, some primal reactions to everything that's happening. It is... Juna's turn. So I am going to uh, take my quarterstaff and just sort of swing it round my head once, being like, "Dah, chromatic orb is not working," and then hold it out straight and cast on it phantasmal force to try and convince it that there is uh, sort of a, a swarm. What's a collective group of bats? I just had the idea of bats and thought I'll go with it. Uh, sure, a swarm of bats. A, a swarm of bats to be sort of flying round it and sort of coming in on it, I guess. Yeah, amazing. What what kind of save does it have it to make? It has to make <laughs> an intelligent saving throw. Okay, so that's 15 altogether. It saves. Cool. Unfortunately. Okay. Do you have a, a bonus action or do you want to move anywhere? I think I don't have enough action to move Bessie out the way, do I? Um, you can just use it as part of your movement, uh, but as soon as like you get to her, then your movement will be halved as you're sort of like... Yeah, in that case, I'll, I'll move over to Bessie, I'll grab her and just sort of take us to the edge of the path so that she's sort of there and I'm sort of out of the way as well. So, uh, Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Okay, so Gwendolyn is going to run to her left, using her... Uh, uh, sorry, right... <laughs> she's going to run to her right um, using her full amount of movement uh, which is 40 foot um, so, she, yeah, she, so she's close to that tree kind of behind her so she's got an option to climb up that behind her potentially she saw the effect that the um, like monster getting close to orange dragon had and thought I do not want to get too close to that because it'll start having an effect on me uh, she very uh, sheepishly puts away the uh, wand of revealing and instead clasps her spear which she is going to throw right on at that uh, monster amazing make your attack and I'm rolling at advantage uh, 14 hits yay yay it's quite a, it's quite a big creature so yeah it's yeah so it's, it's quite an easy target as it were Okay, she doesn't really feel like she's going to see that spear again, but you know, <laughs> it's better to be far away. Uh, and that is, ooh, uh, that is nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Uh, and that's not a magical spear, is it? No, it's not. She ain't got much magical stuff. That's fine. So yeah, you can cool see the, uh, the spear yeah, she didn't do very well. um, does like pass through it again, uh, because it doesn't seem to be very solid, a creature. Uh, the, yeah, the spear passes straight through, but you can see it as it like clatters with on the ground. It, it, the spear does seem to be on fire a little bit. Oh. So uh, yeah, you're not sure how long it's going to last, but it's <laughs> it's out there on the floor at least and not stuck in the creature. Are you moving anywhere else? Are you have you got a bonus action? I think yeah, I've used all my um, movement and. Gwendolyn is just not sure about how close she wants to get to this thing at the moment. Like it will have an effect on her just being close, but um, so she's trying to work out what else she can do ranged. In which case, it is the little girl's turn. Can we only talk tactics and character? <laughs> yes. 
It's a role-playing podcast. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> Take your metagaming elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, so um, you can see that she, um, as she sort of finishes adjusting all of these little uh, valves and dials, uh, the backpack seems to slightly not explode, like rock it out a little bit and then like seems to like extend and wrap itself like down her arms uh, these like bands of metal something like uh, and then at the end of her palms just seem to be these like small glowing nodes of, of like electrical energy and she just sort of takes a moment seeing all of you almost forming a line of, of defence in front of her and just like holds out her palms and blasts two loads of, of, of lightning uh, at this creature Oh my gosh, she's iron heart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's uh, iron heart, literally. So the uh, the first one unfortunately goes completely wide, as she's still a little bit shaky. But the other one does seem to collide with the creature, and like this this electrical energy sort of like ruptures through it, and you can see that it actually seems quite affected by it. Uh, so yeah, this entire being is like wrapped in this this bolt of lightning blasted out of this little girl's gloves. She's going to sort of hold her ground there, but it is Gaius's turn. David, you know my fancy little flute that I got for um, Heart of Spring? Oh, yeah. Yes. Is that a bonus action to use? or it's a, it's a full action. Oh, okay. But it causes a creature to move half their speed in any direction of your choice against a charisma save. Cool, okay. Does it look like that the creature was chasing after the little girl? Um, yeah, it did seem to be like after her, but then weirdly as it's sort of gotten closer, its attention does seem to be down on uh, Orange Dragon at the moment. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I am going to look at my ranged weapons because I've got loads of them. In fact, I haven't. I haven't got any ranged weapons. I'm doing a really good job here. So instead, what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to attempt to... Uh, Sorry, you think you're so hot? Well, guess what? I run up to the monster and I yell right in front of it. Um, you're so ugly, I wouldn't even put you out if you were on fire. And the funny thing is, you are on fire. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to put you out because you're so ugly. <laughs> I feel like you're sending mixed messages. <laughs> okay. Um, oh God. What I've done is I have therefore now cast as one of my um, College of Wiles features. Um, I've cast... Um, Bend the true, so that means then its next attack is going to have disadvantage if it fails a wisdom saving throw. Oh, amazing. Got 11 altogether. Okay, so yep, it definitely fails, so its next attack is going to have disadvantage. Nice. And I'll just flip him the bird as well, um, and I'm going to carry on running straight to the ridge um, mm-hmm. and using the rest of my movements together. So you can move 30 feet, is that right? And I get a stitch, so I don't get as far as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you make it right the way across the path, uh, like about halfway to the ridge, and you find yourself between Orin and the creature. So, uh, it is Orin's turn. First of all, um, Orin, as uh, you can see that the, the creature and your poor dragon is still like engulfed in its heat, uh, your dragon takes another two points of fire damage. Okay. Dragon looking a bit hurt. <laughs> um, so, a uh, question. So, having just seen this lightning damage that the, the girl's done on the monster, did that look particularly effective? It seemed to be more effective than the um, uh, the cold damage and the spear. Probably on par with the force damage, actually. Orin is a little bit worried that flames might not really work against this dragon. <laughs> Some elemental thing. Okay, first of all, the, the, the little dragon is going to back up a little bit away from the 
creature, potentially risking an opportunity attack. But um, it depends. Are you going to move out of its reach, or yes, please. In which case, very much so. I'm going to attack you. Go for it. Oh, that's fine. That's a uh, twelve to hit. Okay. Nice misses. Misses. Um, and then it's going to fire at the creature. Oh, oh actually, it was disadvantage, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that should have been a disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. It's only a four altogether. Definitely misses. Yeah, definitely misses. Um, it's going to be a 25 to hit at advantage because it's still fairy fired, yeah? Uh, yep. Yeah, 25 to hit. Definitely hits. So that will be nine points of force damage. So the little dragon, mm. so many questions, sorry. Did it look like it took damage as soon as it sort of got into the area of the creature? Yep. Uh, the creature seemed to slightly engulf it. And almost as soon as the creature was close enough, you could see like the heat sort of affecting the metal of your dragon. Let's try, let's try Orin's slightly upgraded blowtorch of firebolts and let's find out if fire damage works. So he's going to pull out his blowtorch, and which now looks a little bit shinier, a little bit more augmented than the old welding torch that he had before. And uh, fire at advantage mm-hmm. at the creature, please. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Definitely hits. 10 points of fire damage. As you sort of pull out your your blowtorch and start adjusting it, the spur of fire goes blasting out and you just hear this little girl behind you being like, no, don't, no. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. And as soon as the flames collide with the creature, (gasps) it seems to just absorb them and grow in oh. size. Okay, so that was definitely the wrong move. So that big decision oh that we made gosh. about which one to do, I got that wrong. Yeah, it just seems oh, to no. swell with the extra flame inside of it now. Um, sort of like, yeah, ripple upwards. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm no. so sorry. Would you like to move anywhere, Orin? Um, back. <laughs> <laughs> back a bit. Uh, yeah, just sort of back 10. Uh, let's not go too far. Let's just go back. Um, actually, can I just go back until I'm about 30 foot away from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe 25 foot away from it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so you're back up by about five feet just to be like... Ooh. Okay, just a little bit. Just take a little step back. Oh, uh. How tall is it now? Um, it's it's starting to reach the height of all of the trees around you. Oh, uh, okay. It's, it's big. Oh. It's a oh. big old creature. Uh, size-wise, you could probably consider it huge by this point. <laughs> mm. I am really sorry. It is Enkidu's turn. DM, how healthy is this thing looking? It's quite hard to tell with this creature. Um, it's on fire, Daryl. It's on fire. So you normally, <laughs> normally yeah, a creature that's on fire, you'd be like, that's not looking too healthy. It did seem to be losing its form a little bit, but with Orin's little boost there, it seems to have regained itself just that that tad and like the, the, the gloopiness of its molten body uh, right. it just seems to be sticking a little bit closer okay what are we doing fight or run which is it don't use fire against it just don't use fire against no I wouldn't it. have thought to use fire on a flaming fire monster would I, I never mind um, if we get it to the ridge I can do something no it's alright I've, I've I've got an idea you guys probably stay south of it I'm and Keely's gonna run 30 feet um fronty left <laughs> <laughs> yeah to try and like get around the creature yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah you try and stick as uh, as, as close as you can to the, the ridge to your left which gives you about a sort of a 10 foot gap between you and this thing 10 feet bloody hell I'm gonna pop my Eldritch Blast into it mm-hmm. so it's a dirty 20 and a 23 to hit ooh very nice yeah both hit 8 plus 3 that's 11 and that's 10 so 11 and a 13 so 24 points of force damage. 
24 points of fall. Uh, that's amazing, yeah, and like from the, the side, even as it seems to be like swelling in size, like you seem to like blast like lumps of it off so that they go like skittering over the ridge themselves. Amazing. Are you doing anything else? You got a bonus action at all? Yeah, bonus action. I'm gonna um, take off my left glove, reveal the symbol on the back of my left hand, um, which is like vaguely like a sword shape made of celestial runes, and cast Compel Duel on the, on the creature. Mm. Oh my god. I think it's a wisdom save. Wisdom save. That is a three altogether. It fails, so it can only attack if he has. To, if he wants to attack someone else, he has to make a wisdom save. Um, so he can only attack me without rolling. Amazing. Um, and yeah, as sort of yeah, the symbol on your back on the back of your hand just seems to have. It seems to warm yeah. slightly, like you can see that this entire creature's body just like turns to like look down at you it's hard to say it doesn't have eyes but like yeah it's, it focuses around on you like ripples its way and takes a very small step towards you and in fact it is its turn now so it just moves right the way forward to the point that the edges of its being seem to like be dripping into your space first of all as it's moved into your space you take Eight points of fire damage. Bloody Nora. Um, and okay. you have caught on fire. Oh, no. Ooh. Did it attack? Sorry. Just no. no, it hasn't yet. No, oh, that's God. just moving into Enkidu's space, but it is going to attack now. As it's grown in size, 15 to hit you. That's my AC. Oh, shield. Yeah, as a reaction. Right, please. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, as you sort of slam down, like, again, like, you're like... Ugh! Just that image of Cal, like, hands out, catches this yeah. thing's fist, and then vanishes before, like, it collides with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> burning, 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 burning. Um, it is Juna's turn. Okay, she's going to try something, because she's listened to Guy saying, get this thing near the ridge. So, first of all, she's going to mount Bessie. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so that she is on Bessie, so she'll have to worry about her. She's going to hold her hands in front of her in a flower position and just take a breath. And then she's going to hold onto her quarter staff and cast Phantasmal Force one more time. But this time, it is to try and conjure the illusion of a lightning dragon just sort of behind the monster that looks as if it's going to try and attack it in a sort of attempt to get it to run away towards the ridge. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a a wisdom save. Yeah. 17. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Then, because I want to play, I'm going to spend two sorcery (laughs) points to make another spell. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. (laughs) And she's going to be like, come on, Juna! Um, and she... Believe in you. <laughs> She's going to attempt to sling a chromatic orb at it, this time with lightning, because she's seen the girl do lightning mm. from her hands, so she's going to do that. Oh, and I'm going to cast this at level two. <laughs> Here we go. 14 to hit. Uh, mate, uh, yes, that Oh, that hits. does hit. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> uh, wonderful. <laughs> I just wanted to play... Uh, so that is uh, 17 damage lightning and then she just breathes a bit of a sigh of relief because she was really feeling like she was not being very good 
Cool, yeah, and like as this lightning does like collide with it, whilst it doesn't get too distracted by the, the damage, uh, Enkidu, as you're sort of like stood there in amongst this creature, you can see that it does start twitching a little bit and more of these like uh, globules of molten rock like fall off of it. Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Okay, um, Gwendolyn's very much feeling the lack of any sort of uh, lightning or something, um, but <laughs> she can see that there's lots of rocks on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's looking for something that looks like it's gonna, she's going to be able to throw it well enough, something jagged that might do some damage. Nice. Um, she's going to run forward 20 feet. Uh, toward it? More like forward from where she was. So, like, for, for so that she'll be in line with it, but she's running... Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking okay, about. Cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you're like, okay, almost and like behind it, opposite. Um, it's between you and Enkidu. Yeah, so she's trying to kind of get its attention. She's not sure if she's going to do much damage, but at least she can, like... I don't know how much damage you do from throwing rocks at things. Yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see how it goes, an improvised weapon. Uh, yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, what would I add for an improvised weapon, do you think? Um, it's still a ranged thing, so we'll say dexterity. Um, okay. Um, yeah, a d4 for a, for a rock that you've just found. Okay, yeah, so I, I've got, so it's a 13, uh, not 13, 16 to hit. Definitely hits. Okay, and then uh, a d4 for some damage. Uh, that's a 2 Two points of damage, and then she's gonna like run towards the rocks behind her as far as she can, and even start climbing if she can, in case she's able to distract it or not. But like, yeah, she kind of like, Woo, I just threw a rock at you. <laughs> Come this way. Nice, nice. So beautifully uh, And there does seem to be like a part of it that's like is kind of drawn round, uh, but at the same time, it's it's still fairly like focused on Enkidu. Uh, so it's sort of yeah, you can see that it's like distracted by this oh. rock just a little bit bums um, <laughs> it is the little girl's turn uh, she's gonna like like tap her chest a little bit start turning a couple more of these dials and just like line up another shot against this thing um, yeah and again like one of her, her the beams from her hand like goes wide it just goes far too high whereas the other one does collide with the creature deals a nice amount of lightning damage uh, Enkidu, even though you are wrapped up seemingly in this creature's space, you're not taking the damage. It seems to be like dancing across its uh, across its side and back, so you don't have to worry about that at least. Um, and yeah, damage. as this uh, as this lightning blast like collides with it, it, like even more and more of it seems to be falling apart. Uh, it's, it seems to having be having a harder time keeping its form. Gaius, it's your turn. Gaius is going to run in the same run to, in the same direction that Gwen did, running towards the ridge, and then we'll spin on his heel, um, strum a chord, and uh, call out, "You stay away from that warlock! Now it's time to taste this electroshock!" And then he will sh- um, cast thunderclap at it. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, does it have to make a save? Uh, it does. It takes. It has to do a Constitution saving throw. Constitution. 14? 14 is my DC. Just saves. Oh, okay, well, unfortunately, it just hears that nice ditty and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> I suppose everybody else hears this, like, clap of thunder as it, like, sort of rumbles out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, unfortunately, it's not too distracted. Uh, have you got a bonus action? Um, I will bardically inspire Enkidu by mm-hmm. just playing him one of the favourites of, like, Dravanian, like, royalty and stuff like that, and just, like, to maybe remind him of his good old days. <laughs> nice. Orin, it's your turn. Okay, Orin is going to firebolt. No. No. Okay. Orin. Uh, 
Bryn would like to move sort of a little bit towards the creature, maybe sort of ten. Let's move ten feet towards the creature, another five feet towards the creature. Then he's going to pull out, yeah, he's going to pull out um, Juna's travel teapot that he nicked the other night. As a bonus action, can Juna go, that's my teapot! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've changed it a little bit. Um, And he's going to sort of throw it towards the creature. And as he throws it towards the creature, two little wings are going to emerge from the travel teapot. (laughs) And a little, like, rocket burner heating element is going to ignite underneath. And then it's going to fly 20 feet towards the creature. And... Then um, it is going to... um, I'm going to use my action, and it is going to use its reaction. So we can roll it in a second, or we can roll it now. It takes a turn immediately after mine. Um, Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, however we want to play it. Um, So um, I'm going to use my action slash its reaction for it to cast uh, Shocking Grasp. Um, So two little forks on its underside are going to pop out (laughs) like little goose feet. And it's just going to, like, jab towards the creature with a shocking grasp. Uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, make your attack. Yeah. That's a natural 20. Amazing. Uh, roll damage. Sure. Okay, 11. That is going to be 17 points of lightning damage, please. 17 points. Yeah, as these little, like, lightning feet pokers sort of, like, collide with the, the, the top of this creature just the bolts of lightning all around it start like really degrading this creature this elemental like sort of cloops into like different lumps all around Enkidu and just slowly collapses down into a mound of of, of, of burning rocks they're very still they're still on fire a little bit so Enkidu would probably want to move but uh, the creature is down at least so yeah, first up, Enkidu, as you're still stood directly there, you do take another four points of fire damage before you skip and hop, and you are still slightly on fire, so you'll have to put that out. I hate to ask, does the teapot take damage? Uh, oh yeah, when it moves into, when it would have moved into its space, it would have taken damage. Just again, three points of fire damage. Enkidu, how do you look? The coat's flying off and he's rolling on the ground. Ah, that was stupid. <laughs> um, Juna's, Juna's going to ride up to Enkidu and say, Are you all right, Enkidu? Water, please. Water. And she's going to jump down and give him some water. And do you look, like, really hurt? Do you need, like, uh, mending? Please, something. My skin is really burning. She's going to give him a big hug and, and risk a bit of burn and cast Cure Wounds on him. Enkidu, like, grips Juno a little bit tighter like mm, that hurt a lot it's been a while Sorry. since I've cured some wounds <laughs> mm-hmm. eight points of hit points back uh, how are you looking pretty healed yeah yeah pretty healed as uh, as Juno sort of like ridden over and then sort of tended to Enkidu pulled him out of the flames and that the the little girl does run straight over to the pile again starts twisting at her like her little valves and the armor that had sort of grown around her like retracts back into her little backpack and she pulls out a little pot and starts like with a, with a little set of tweezers uh, starts picking up the rocks the molten rocks and like dropping them back into into a little glass pot that she's got when it's full she sort of like screws the lid back on drops that in another pocket then pulls out another one moves around to a slightly more gloopy a bit and starts doing the same just sort of collecting bits of it what are you what are you doing oh it's just it's just collecting it again okay that's fine well I didn't what mean it? for it to collecting it again 
well, it's 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 just my portable heater. That's the, the trouble. Um, and when I was tweaking it, I was trying to. I was quite cold last night, so I was tweaking it a little bit to see if I could make myself a bit warmer. But then the two pressure chambers got a little bit too. Uh, well, then they exploded and they mixed together, and then that thing's been chasing me. So you made that thing. Not on purpose. It's quite quite a big power that you've got to make something like that. Well, I mean, it's just batteries. Just batteries. Yeah. Just batteries. Why don't we take this back a step? What's your name? Oh, hi. I'm, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm Myra. Myra. I'm Juna, and, and these are... Hello, I'm Gwendolyn. I'm, I'm Oren. I'm Guy, the masked bard. You may have heard of me. Enkidu, the burnt. <laughs> 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 I don't think I have heard... Are you, like, heroes or something? Uh, no. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you weren't doing much, were you? And she looks at Juna. <gasps> oh! Less of your lip, you! <laughs> You tell us. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought Enkido was the only one that got burned. <laughs> Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Next week is the last Sunday of the month, so that means no small questions will be heading your way. Chris and I loved answering your brilliant and probing questions about Gaius and Gwendolyn. Next month, superfan Sam will be getting Enkidu and Orin to spill the beans, or perhaps spill the bees? <laughs> yeah. If you're buzzed to ask your question, you can do so via social media. We are at No Small Roles on Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook, you can find us by searching No Small Roles. Roll spelt R O L L S. It was a joy to be joined by some of our lovely patrons once again, and we just had a lovely time hanging out and chatting long after the recording of No Small Questions had actually stopped. It was great. I drank all my gin. If you would like to join us next time, live in the Zoom where it happens, you can sign up to our Patreon. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash no small roles. Patreon is a great way to help us out so we can keep creating and developing this show. And we have some excellent goodies already available including exclusive behind-the-scenes content, shout-outs, music tracks, Patreon polls, homebrew content, a Patreon-exclusive Discord, that is a new addition, early access to episodes and more. So do go and check it out and sign up to a membership level that suits you. As always, if you are loving No Small Roles and want to help more listeners to find us we do appreciate a cheeky retweet or perhaps a glowing recommendation to your podcast loving pals and of course should you want to drop us a review on a place like podchaser or itunes well that would be absolutely smashing as well We recently discovered that iTunes has different review sites for the UK and the US. It might be the case with other countries as well. So we'd like to say a rather belated thank you to fellow D&D podcasters Eldritch Cast, which is just a a fabulous name. Thank you so much for your cosy review. Well, that is all from me for now. Let's get you back to the action. Oh, um, well, lovely to meet you. Um, I'll just carry on. She sort of, yeah, continues, like, filling up another little vial. Orin, I'm going to let you take this. You were so- Hang on. What? 
Well, you, you were trying to make a portable heater and you made a... Like some sort of fire No, I had a portable is... heater. I was just trying to make it stronger. And it accidentally turned into a fire Yeah, creature. I got the pressures wrong. And, and I mean... I mean, of course, I got them really wrong. It, it exploded. And then that thing happened. Has this happened before to you? I mean, no. Normally, but it was just quite cold. So I miscalculated. I was quite tired anyway. Why did you shoot fire at it? That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, did I? I mean, what well, aren't you? How am I meant got... to know what your portable heater does when it turns into like some sort of creature? I'm sorry, I haven't encountered a sentient portable heater before. <laughs> you've got you've got that dragon thing and you've got that goose thing. Are you not? Do you not know that? What are they powered by? Well, okay, this one. Hang on. Uh, pull the goose over. This has got like a pearl in the middle of it. Pop the lid off, show her a little pearl um, that, that you guys have seen in the goggles before that's now sort of sat in the middle, sort of wired up in various ways with little arcane bits of energy pouring off it. And that's that's from a pearl. It's not from a flame. Well, there's a flame underneath, but I mean, I don't think if you hit it with a flame, it gets bigger or anything. <laughs> I mean, but that's so basic. What? Okay, okay, who okay. Who are okay, you? All right. like, who, yeah, like, who are you? What are where, you doing where, here? Yeah. What's going on? Who uh, is I'm, she? I'm Myra, I said. No, but like... Who are you? Where do you come from? What are you? Where are you going? I'm going to find my cousin. Who's your cousin? Well, I don't know you, and really, I shouldn't be talking too much to strangers. So. Um, we just saved your life. I mean, that is true. Innocent question, Miss Epthorn asked. What are you up to? Where are you going? It's dangerous out here, obviously. Well, I don't trust you just yet, and you don't. You, you are you even heroes? So, like, you seemed like you were. <laughs> And like I was running and then there you all were and it was like something out of a story and it was amazing and then and then you're yes, just people. Yes, we are heroes. Yes, we are heroes. Oh. We don't have like um like business cards or anything like that, but that is what would be on them if we had them. Do you have like a hero name? That's the that's the thing. Uh, we're on a secret mission at the moment. It's so secret we call it the secret mission. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I'm I'm on my own secret mission, so Okay, well, look, if, maybe if we divulge a little bit of our secret mission, you could tell us a bit about your secret mission. You may be maybe even like an, an amazing inventor. I mean, you look like the most impressive inventor I have ever met in my life. Like, that is just so impressive what you got over there. Orange shoots guy a look. <laughs> <laughs> More than anything I've ever seen. So maybe if you tell us a little bit about your secret mission, we'll tell you about ours, and maybe we could help each other, as heroes do. Make a persuasion check. And then a hero comes along. Um, <laughs> seven. She's like, well, I'm not going to tell anything. You can tell me anything you like about your secret mission, but I'm going to carry on. I'm going that way. Turns back, actually, down down the ridge and, like, starts following the path a little bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Well, you're not going to tell us about your mission. Where are you going, then? Uh, Drostad. Opposite way towards. It's on, it's on the northern side of the lake. Oh, wait. That's the same way we're going. <laughs> um, David, I've got a question. Can mm-hmm. I cast... Detect thoughts at level three instead of level two, just because I don't have any level two spell oh, slots. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it does anything extra, for instance. No, but no, you I don't can need definitely it still cast it yeah. at a, a higher level. I would like to do that, please. Just the surface thoughts, just to see what's going on. Yeah, the surface thoughts are along the lines of like she's quite disappointed that you're not like almost like storybook heroes. With the fight over, with a lot of you just seem to be like normal people, and she's sort of like, oh, that's. They seem like they seem cool, but now they're not cool. And that short lady's really old. Like, really, I don't think I've ever seen anyone that old. Ugh. And then she almost told me off. That's not fair. But then sort of as she's walking back, she was like, but at the same time, I've kind of been alone a little bit, so I don't... Should I stay with them? Maybe they could protect me in case anything else goes wrong. But she's like, 
No, 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 I can I can do it. You can do it, Myra, come on. And sort of like carries on walking. Um, Juna's going to sort of walk alongside her, sort of try her best. Oh no, she's quite small. Mm. And sort of catch up to her. Just sort of put one arm around her and Please say... Please don't touch me. All right, that's that's your prerogative. Look, Mira. Um, Myra. Myra, sorry, Myra. It's going well. <laughs> it's going so well. <laughs> look, look, Myra, um, we genuinely are on a secret mission, which is why we can't really say out in the open Well, if you're on a secret are. mission, like, are you famous? Yes, we are. So what are you called? Well, I don't know I any hero it, I can't, that don't have I a name. I can't say it out loud, so I'm going to say it into your head. Points to Myra's head and says, We're called the Order of the Mark. Just sort of comes in turn. She says that. Boom. And she then casts message still saying, And our our mission is so secret. We can't tell you until we know you, but we would like to get to know you. And then just sort of looks at her like that. She stops walking. She looks at you. Did you just talk in my head? I did. It's weird. It's not weird. Also, the order it's of heroic. the mark. What, what, what mark? Don't say it out loud. Oh, what? Sorry. And she sort of looks back at the others. Did we hear like, anything? I hope they didn't did hear that. <laughs> she just sort of glanced back at you and she just shouted, What mark? What mark? Um, Who's Mark? <laughs> what? They have to say this. They have to say this. What do we have to say? What's going on? Can't we just talk to each other like normal people? No, I'm just explaining that we can't say everything out loud. We have to say the secret stuff in a secret way because we're heroes, aren't we? Yes. Is she okay? Is she heroes. one of those old people that's not quite right? No, of course not. How dare She's very right. How dare She's very right. Just, um, how old are you? How old are you? Well, I'm 20 years old. How old are you? Oh, I'm only nine. Only nine? Gosh, you are very, very young, aren't you? Well, a little bit. Uh, And you're out here all on your own? Yes. Well, I'm quite capable, actually, though. I just made a mistake with my calculations. That's fine. We all make mistakes. Uh, We're a whole group of heroes that make mistakes. That's, uh, That's us. But, um... Perhaps, I mean, I know I would feel a lot safer if we had somebody brave like you with us on our journey. Would you like to join us? Make a persuasion roll. Oh, natural 20! Yeah! Yeah. I always suck at persuasion, but that's a natural 20 plus one. Nice. So she sort of looks over you all. She says, well, yes, you seem very nice uh, looking at Gwendolyn. And I would quite like to be friends with you, actually. I like your dress. Well, I'd like to be friends with you as well. And Gwendolyn shakes her hand. She sort of shakes it back quite... She offers her hand to shake. Yeah, she shakes it back quite firmly. She says, so are you in charge then? You're the leader. (laughs) I don't think any of us are quite the leader. Uh, We all work together. Teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. But you're the tallest. Well, I am the tallest. But, I mean... If we took it by height, um, you're the shortest. And I'm sure you... She looks over at Juna like... Juna yeah. <laughs> sort of like looks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your height doesn't dictate whether you should be in charge or not. So you're saying I should be in charge? I'm saying you could be in charge, but probably not of our group. Uh, not just yet, anyway. Yeah, even if you're little, you can do a lot. <laughs> you shouldn't let a little thing like little stop you. <laughs> College of puns. Musical theatre references. We now owe royalties to Tim Minchin. Um, (laughs) Well, that's a good point, actually. But I tell you what, we don't need somebody to be a leader. We we just um, need some company. 
and uh, we're making our way to Lake Dravane. Um, you seem like you have all sorts of uh, clever contraptions. It would be yeah. wonderful to talk about them. Yes, I was wondering yeah. about that. And he look, yeah, she looks over at Orin. How many are you? Are you like a wingthrup? Oh no, are you? Yes, you are. Well, and I was just wondering because because normally it's I thought you were maybe a distant cousin or something. Well, you never know. David, it, does she, she she hesitated ever so slightly there. Is she is she like lying for the sake of bigging herself up, or is she actually classing herself as a wingthrop? Make an insight check. <laughs> make that insight check, sir. Natural twenty. Oh my god! Yes. Um, no. So you you recognise the hesitation more as deciding whether or not to tell you um, that she is telling the truth, but for it for that second she was like, "Do I admit it?" Okay. It's almost like part of her secret. And she's like, ah, I've told you my secret identity is like the, uh, like the vibe you get. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. A wingthrop, eh? You know, um, it's, uh, it's interesting really that you call yourself a wingthrop because, um, we've been going through the, uh, through the, uh, the region here and, and someone mentioned something about a wingthrop. Are they like a family of some sort? Yes, of course we are. She's got one of our wands. Who? Gwendolyn. Yes. This one? She shows her the one with the stars on. Yeah, that's one of ours. Oh, is, is in your family made them? Are they wand makers? Well, that and a lot of other things, but yes. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I, I'm grateful to have such a um, fantastic piece of kit. I mean, it didn't quite work for you. I'm very sorry about that. Would you like me to tweak it a bit? Oh, how could you tweak it? Well, I could see if the, uh, the, 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 the power source inside is... Maybe it's faulty. Maybe that's why it didn't work. I could turn it up for a bit oh, for you, I- is what I mean. Sure, why not? And Gwendolyn hands over the wand. Sort of, she takes it in her hands, sort of like starts looking over the runic thing, pulls out a, a little like monocle that she like just drops into her eye, uh, over her eye. Juna clutches her quarterstaff really like tightly. Um, <laughs> and then like, the, yeah, turns it up. So Orin was watching very closely. Uh, and just slightly rotates, seems to like uh, open a small clasp in there and slightly rotates it. Like the end of the handle pops out uh, and there's actually uh, a very small cylindrical glass thing with like this sort of fuzzy energy that's bouncing backwards and forwards uh, inside of it. She looks at it and she goes, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, its pressure is turned up quite high. Maybe I should turn it down a bit. Oh, no, 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 no. Do leave it um, at the level. It's probably, do you know what? I'm still learning. Not really the sort of thing I use all the time, but uh, I, th- I think I just need some practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, she sort of looks at it, looks back at the pile of uh, molten rock just behind you all, uh, <laughs> and, like reinserts it into the end of the wand, screws it in, and almost like as she hands it back, you can't see that there is any kind of seal at the bottom of it at all. That's incredible. The, the craftsmanship. I can't even see how you opened that up. What? Was that inside? It was the battery. Oh, that's a battery. Yes. I mean, I don't know what he's using for for batteries and power sources, but we use elementals. David, do I have I ever heard of a battery? Do I know what a battery is? Make an intelligence check. I'll give you advantage as well. Just plain intelligence. Uh, Twenty three. Um, yeah, like the concept of like a power source, uh, like contained within uh, a small box or or cylinder or as like a way to power something bigger. Yeah, you have heard of the concept. Whether or not you've necessarily seen an elemental battery in this way up close, 
Uh, I'll leave that up but to Orin's you. Orin's maybe used other stuff, mm. but not... Yeah, like, Orin's clearly been using a lot of other things, found items, to power his contraptions. So the idea that there is, like, a, a standardized, uh, <laughs> like, form of power source might be a little bit new to him. Guy's gonna just lean over to Enkidu in a very loud whisper, just be like, wow, so that's how, like, the pros do it. <laughs> that's really impressive. Gobsmacked. Do you know, I'm sure my father would be fascinated to know more about this sort of thing if he doesn't already. Do, do you have any parents nearby? Her, her sort of expression seems to drop a little bit. Um, she says that, I don't know if they're nearby anymore. I don't know. That's why I'm going to find my cousin. Who's your cousin? Ferrisine. Ferrisine? Do you know her? No. Are you close? Yes. I mean, she's much younger than a lot of other members of my family, so she's quite nice to me. But she just, she lives a little far away she lives the other side of the lake so it's it's a couple of days journey for me mm. just dad yes so i was going down to to Rudderville, which is a a small uh on the southern thing on the southern side of the lake to try and get a boat to go across the lake to get to, to drostad yes i've got to do it as secretly as possible because i don't want to be sent back home why don't you want to be sent back home? Well, that's part of my secret mission so i don't know whether or not i want to tell you all right that's that's up to you whether you tell us or, or not would you allow us to co- accompany you north at least until it's safe for you to rendezvous with your cousin we're heading up this way anyway yes i think that could be suitable yeah and we'd probably um be quite good at keeping you secret uh, people probably won't expect you to be traveling with people oh that would be very helpful if you could if you if we could say that i'm i'm not myra wingthrop i'm somebody else and oh and i'm your uh, yes we could friend. have a false identity for you yes that would be wonderful like in the stories. Absolutely. Are you sure you're not a proper hero group? We are. Well, but you don't, but you have a weird name. Oh, we don't have a name. The less said about the name, my rather What do you better. mean you don't have a name? She said that you had a name. Do we? We have a name. <laughs> Gwendolyn looks at Juno like... Let's just get walking, shall we? <laughs> I mean, maybe whilst we're coming up with a, a false identity for you, Myra, maybe we should try and come up with a name for ourselves. Yes, I could. I could help you decide. Yeah, you could be. That, yes, um, Myra's heroes. Oh my gosh! Uh, and Kitty just walks. Ahead. I love it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> defeaters of elementals. Defeaters of elementals. Gosh, that too. sounds quite fabulous. Doesn't yes, it? that's or, what I or, thought. What about like the firefighters? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's already a, a group of heroes' names, you know. Oh, damn. oh really? Yes, I'm sure I've read lots of stories <laughs> yeah. about those. And also, they're in every town. Who is this man with the mask? Sort of directing that question toward Gwendolyn. Oh, uh, well, this is uh, one of my very good friends. This is Gaius, the masked bard. That's what he said his name was, but also, why is he wearing a mask? That's a very well, good question. That's part of his mystery. Oh, the mystery heroes. Yes, and we deal in secrecy. And the less you know about our DP secrets, the better we can operate and infiltrate the places we do. So. Mystery adventurers. Okay, let's walk and talk. Yeah, sort of like, sort yeah. of she starts like throwing <laughs> oh, yeah, I assumed out, we were walking. Like the most random, any words that pop into her head that seem to fit together. She's like, maybe, maybe the Crunchy Gang. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, the Rock Throwers. Or maybe... Lovely. Why don't you start thinking about that? Whilst we're walking along, you have a really good think and um, tell you what why don't you start writing them down on a piece of paper oh, yes i've got lots of notepaper do you need any yes. orin <laughs> i'm fine i've got what have you... i've got some oh okay i just wasn't sure whether or not you drew your designs down or anything like that yes i do 
I'll make blueprints first. Oh. Usually. Okay, I didn't for the teapot. I'm going to admit I didn't have time. So I've just kind of strung that one together. Yes. Um, Would you like me to have a look at that for you? I think it's fine. Okay. She carries on walking. Orin's wrapping tape around it to try and mend it currently <laughs> uh, after it's got a bit flamed by the, the creature pulling out reams of tape. She sort of like moves ahead of the group slightly, like with a little notepad that she's pulled out of another pocket and is like writing away. Okay. Well, you got your notepad out. What What is your... This arms thing that you had going on. Well, it's then. just a simple hmm? um, piece of armor. Armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Doesn't look that simple to me. Pretty straightforward, and I've upgraded it a little bit so that I can defend myself if I need to. Well, with electricity at range. Yes, handy. Got any blueprints for that? Well, yes, obviously. Can I have a look? Well, I don't have them here. I have them back at home in my workshop. Do you not have workshop? a workshop? Is that what it is? Is that why? You're... Well, I've been on the road for a bit. Oh, I see. You don't have a travelling workshop. No. Okay. That's fine. Not everybody does. It's okay not to have one. Have you got a travelling workshop? Yes. But it's okay. Not everybody has one. And I am from quite a wealthy family, so that's why I can afford one. What's, uh, what's it do then, your travelling workshop? Well, it's like a whole desk that I can use to, to fix things. Well, I wouldn't mind looking at that one day. Well, when we stop walking, I'll show you. So that's okay. Oren's going to steal everything from this girl. <laughs> 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 I'll have your armor. I'll have your traveling. Yeah. <laughs> we wake up and she's like dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, she's not. She's lying. Lying. She just died in the night. I don't know. Uh, her last wish was that I have all her stuff there. <laughs> it says it on this bit of paper in my handwriting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the uh, sort of you, you follow along, and she seems to be leading the group as much as she can uh, down toward the lake. Though it does start getting dark to the point that everybody decides that it's probably best to camp for the night before carrying on. I feel like I'm still talking a little bit like her, even as I'm doing my description. <laughs> um, like you find uh, a, a nice patch of trees and it's sort of dried off from the early morning drizzle. So sort of setting out a camp, the, the lot of you sort of settle down for the evening. Roll out the carpets. Roll, roll out the carpets. Oh. Goodness, are they still on Bessie? <laughs> yeah. She's a she is a big horse. She's a beautiful horse, aren't you? Yes, She's you a are. big, lovely horse. Um, Gwendolyn starts uh, going about doing her security um, perimeter. Uh, Myra is watching you with, with a bit of fascination. Do you have anything like this, Myra? <laughs> <laughs> In your face, Myra. <laughs> In character. <laughs> She says, "Well, no, but I've—I don't need—I don't actually. Uh, but it's quite clever what you're doing." Well, uh, see, again, this is something that my father taught me, and I think my father has some similar talents to you. So, uh, and Orin, I mean, you're all such very clever people. I'm Who's very your impressed. father? Well, I don't know if you know who my father was. Well, or is. Uh, have you heard of um, the Rose family, Lord Rose? Is he your father? Yes, he is. Oh, I don't think we can be friends after all. Oh. Well, he's the competition, isn't he? Well, a bit of healthy competition never hurt anyone, did it? Well, I suppose not. But it's a shame because he does... Mummy and Daddy, they were saying that he steals a lot of our business. Well, I think steal is probably a bit of a strong word. But I think we can still be friends. I mean, surely a secret friendship uh, between families that shouldn't be friends is even more exciting, isn't it? I mean, that's true. But you can't steal my secrets and you can't tell your father. Do you promise? I promise. And Gwendolyn raises a pinky to do a pinky, I swear. Uh, at the same time, like, Myra's holding out a hand to give a handshake. So it kind of turns <laughs> into, like, a weird, like, she's holding your pinky and, like, shaking it a little bit. 
Well, that's not how you do a secret handshake. You have to get your little pinky, Myra. Are we going to have a secret handshake? Yes. So this is how we do it. We say, see, I'm going to do a promise. And so we grab each other's little pinky and we shake it like this. That's interesting. Do you not have many friends, Myra? Well, not my age, no. I mean, you're not quite my age, I know. (laughs) No, not quite. But no, I don't have anybody quite like me. Well, that's because you're special. Well, thank you. You seem special too. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I do like your bonnet. It's very cool. Would you like to try it on? Yes. (laughs) And Gwendolyn takes it off and ties it up underneath her chin and... Yeah, just helps. I like find some of the dried flowers left over from the Heart of Spring festival and kind of like uh, gives her some of those. And yeah, oh, you could pin those to yourself if you like. And... Oh, this is very nice. And the two, and she sort of carries on following you as you two are having this sort of this this nice bonding session as you'll finish setting up the the perimeter. Everybody else sort of sat in the centre of the group, watching sort of this little girl and Gwendolyn having a, having a nice time. What are you all chatting about? Are they, they, those two are away? Yeah, they're a little bit, yeah. So, she's a Winthrop. She's a Winthrop. That's who we're... We definitely can't tell her we're here to investigate her family. Descendants of Archmageus Erida Winthrop fiercely claim the eastern edge of the forest, likely hiding something there. Where did she say that she was from? Like, where her parents were? She wants to get to the north side of the lake, but where's she from? I don't think she said. She didn't say, no. No, but she's going to Drastad to see her cousin, she was saying. I think she seems to be near the forest. I feel like she ran away from some, from uh, from her parents, maybe. Maybe she, uh, maybe she wants to prove herself, or maybe she, her parents disapproved of her lifestyle choices, and she's going to have to, like, hang out with her, like, liberal cousin or something like that. (sighs) What, like her choices of turning portable heaters into killer elemental machines? Yeah, Yeah, how cool was that? How cool is that? <laughs> also, did you catch the? Uh, did we catch the conversation about yeah about the wand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, in yeah. the in the whole group. So she recognizes Lady Vandell's wand, which is made by the Winthrops. Yeah. So mm, they're into lots of magical things. Yeah. Is it worth getting this girl to her workshop? Maybe seeing some clues about what's going on up here. Yeah. 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 Definitely. definitely. But we gotta remember that we gotta keep um, you know who informed and also out of the picture he just said for us to like keep an eye out and to look out and investigate he didn't say anything about getting our hands dirty mm. or getting too um stuck in the swamp if you know what i mean I no what, i just um, i yeah. just think we can't let her know what we're up to no right? yeah absolutely but there's no harm i don't think in in traveling with her she doesn't seem to have any untoward agenda with regards us directly so maybe we just travel with her a few days and and see how that lands. Yeah, we could also ask our um, patron if he knows of the family tree of the Winthrop's at the moment, and see where she stands. Maybe she's in line of inheriting the family business or some sort. She's not yeah. likely to t- tell us herself. We it's can certainly worth certainly digging around. Ask. Well, I mean, I think that's what all that sort of information is. What he wants us to find out, mm, maybe you know? because it's the descendants fiercely claiming the eastern edge of the forest hiding something so they've got something they don't want people to know about that they're up to we stand again by sticking close to her i'll try and put up with her yeah she could teach you a few things maybe i'll try and put up with you as well (laughs) 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 forget orin has some sass (laughs) are you kidding me he's got buckets of sass this guy look i tell you what it is it is quite interesting watching gwen 
uh, in the the more mothering role. Focus on that rather yeah. than the the precociousness, shall we? <laughs> Juna, did you say that she's got like a sister or something? Yeah, she said she was going to see her cousin. No, I mean, I'm, no, I mean Gwen. <laughs> oh, Gwen, yeah, Gwen, Gwen does. Yes, Prim. oh yeah. Is she yeah. like younger or older? She's older. She's older. Oh yeah, she's got a younger brother yeah. though. Uh, you can kind of see that actually, can't you? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's good with her. Gwendolyn, as uh, sort of you finish showing her how to like set up the perimeter, um, and you're sort of like edging your way back to everybody else, she does stop and she says, "Gwendolyn, I think I might want to tell you my secret, but you can't tell the others." Okay. Uh, what if it's something though that I need to tell the others? How much do you trust them? Because I think I trust you. I trust most of them. <laughs> Is it? That's so interesting because Daryl's gone to the toilet. <laughs> Is it Juna? I don't think I trust her much. Well, why wouldn't you trust Juna? Don't I don't think I've ever seen anyone that old before. Oh well, that's something that's very fantastic because if you've been able to live that long, you know all sorts of amazing things. Now she's known me my whole life. And she's lived many lifetimes before mine as well. She's been alive such a long time, so that means that she's got lots of wisdom within her. But does that mean that she's just going to tell me what to do a lot? Not at all. Uh, She can give you advice and she can help you. But that doesn't mean she's going to tell you what to do. Maybe sometimes. But I bet even you could tell her what to do sometime. Am I allowed to? Mm, As long as it's respectful. I'm sure you tell people older than you what to do sometimes. Well, yes, but not that old. Well... (laughs) Okay, I'll try Don't to be respectful and I will try to listen to her a little bit. She has some very good advice because she's been alive so much longer than us. So it's something to be respected. But and that doesn't mean she's always right. And that Enkidu's very brave, isn't he? He's definitely very brave, yes. He ran right the um, way up to that thing and then shouted at it and it came right over to him and that was very dangerous. It was very dangerous, yes. Usually it's more me running into the fray so I was quite surprised to see him do that but he, he was trying his best to to save everybody so you know that I suppose that was very brave of him. very brave yes. do you think he's uh, someone to look up to then are you two like boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> no 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 not well, not even if you both run up together that's quite romantic isn't it <laughs> well, I, I can understand how you might see something like that. No, but um, no. You're getting uh, quite I, flustered. I think I might be, <laughs> it might be true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. You see. Don't um, worry. Actually, I won't tell him anything. <laughs> no, no, definitely don't. Because you see, we don't actually get on very well. We're not, we're not the best of friends at all. He doesn't like me very much, you see. Finds me quite annoying. I, I'm, I've decided not to take any heed to him not liking me and just get on with things. Okay, so your secret's safe with me, but you don't like each other, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just without the wink. Okay. Okay. Now, come on, I thought you said you were going to tell me your secret. She seems really nervous, like, having distracted the conversation for it to be, like, brought back round to that. I don't think my parents are my parents anymore. How do you mean? I don't know. A few weeks ago, maybe a month, they went away. When they came back, I don't think they were them. They look like them, but I don't think they are them. Mm-hmm. Very hard to describe. So I'm going to my cousin to see if she knows. So it's... They, they look the same, but they don't feel the same. Yes. Where did they go to? That's, that's quite a big secret. It might have a clue as to how or why they've changed. They went to the family workshop. Where's the family workshop? In the Golden Forest. 
Do you know it? No, but um, it, it does sound like a very interesting place. Uh, I'd love to see it. Me too. But I'm too young to go, so I'm not allowed yet. Do you know where it is? Well, yes, Within it is. In the Golden Forest? Well, I don't know exactly. That's why I'm going to check with Therosine, because she lives much closer to see if she knows anything. Well, you know, if we are heroes, like you say, which actually I really do hope we are uh, the heroes that you want us to be, perhaps we can help you get your parents back to how they should be. I'd be very interested to see this workshop and perhaps we could go on this mission for you to help you get your parents back to normal. Well, I don't think you'll be allowed in because it's only the Wingthrups that are allowed in there. Very occasionally people that need a lot of help. Maybe if we... But I, even Ooh, I'm too well, young we, to go. We could so. say we need a lot of help. No, it's it's more people who have been hurt in in, in fighting and things and, um, and need to have parts of them replaced. Oh, wow. As in limbs and things like that? Yes. I mean, sometimes we can ship those out. Um... But sometimes if, if, it's, if, it's, if they need a lot of attention, if they need a lot of help, then, then they get taken to the workshop. Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. Maybe your parents needed something replacing. I don't know. This feels like they've, they've entirely been replaced. I'm so sorry. That sounds like it must be quite scary for you. Well, it is a little bit worrisome, yes. So that's why I thought I would go. And, and normally I wouldn't go out travelling by myself, but I, I, I felt that it was best thing to do. Yes. The right that thing sounds, to do, perhaps. That sounds very brave of you as well. I think you might be a hero too. Oh, I don't know that. I've not done anything heroic yet. Not yet. <laughs> I might <laughs> do, though. Maybe if I can save them. If I do save them, can I join your your group? <laughs> your gang? Well, we'd probably have to have a conversation with everyone. The but heroes like of, to join us. of Lake Dravain. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, do you know what? I think we all need to have a bit of a talk and decide what we might call ourselves. Um, but you've given us some very good suggestions, so Thank we you. appreciate yes. that. And um, I really hope we can help you save your parents. Me too. What's for dinner? Let's go find out, shall we? She, um, yeah, sort of like wanting to leave the conversation is like edging her way back toward everybody else. And as she sort of a pr- sort of rejoins the group uh, with you close behind she sort of looks over at Enkidu like you're very brave um, Enkidu <laughs> thank you lots of people think so in this group do, do they? Brendan <laughs> <laughs> just like gives her a very wide eyed look like what are you saying no no and I thought it was very very brave of you to go and fight that thing yourself very silly and dangerous but quite brave well everyone played a part we all brought it down together just thought it was best to have it face a different way after seeing you run towards us well thank you you're welcome and he looks at Gwendolyn like like what did you talk about (laughs) (laughs) Gwendolyn just kind of like shrugs sure who's cooking dinner mac and cheese again everybody (laughs) lovely yay I love that mac and cheese it's my (laughs) favourite with parmesan and nutmeg of course I love that parmesan (laughs) How long will that take, Juna? Uh, we just started about uh, 20 minutes. Oh, wonderful. Orin, would you like to see my, my work station? Yeah, all right then. My, my portable workshop. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to show you. I just no, okay, no, could... no, no. I'd, I'd like to see it. Yep. <laughs> the desperation okay. was just so evident. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she sort of takes you to, to one side of the camp, um, takes her backpack off pulls out little legs from under it. And then like, as she sort of like stands it in the dirt, 
unfolds the top and unfolds it again and unfolds it again and then props up a little thing uh, so that it's got a little bit of a cover around a, a small area. And then like there's this whole little table just sort of set out there with tools and things already attached. And you can see just woven into the table little wires and um, valves and uh, like sort of pressure gauges and things for the armor part of it. But then she sort of demonstrates that it's a whole workstation wow so this all this all links into your armor as well well yes i mean i mean the uh, they didn't have to be the same thing but then i thought it probably easier to carry both and then uh, i can work on this but also defend myself when i'm traveling and i'm not working that is very neat look every tool's got a little space that's mm. really good isn't it yeah so you've got a backpack yeah if you want to draw the design of this out and try and build your own that's absolutely fine maybe yep you got she sort of stands there staring at you, like, ready to see you at work. Okay. Oren's going to pull out a book <laughs> and pull his quill from behind his ears, start trying to sketch it out as best he can, what it looks like, how he thinks it might work. It's really, it's an odd feeling to have a nine-year-old child scrutinise you in the way that she is. Uh, it's more like having a teacher looking over your shoulder as you're drawing the designs. That's the sort of the feeling you get, and she's... She does, she's not necessarily saying anything, but she's like, mm. Ah. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe not quite like that. I mean, um, more like, mm. mm-hmm. but yeah, like, so she's quite happy to like babysit you for a little bit, okay. uh, yeah. watching you sort of work away. And once you've sort of finished a sketch, she starts folding the whole table up again and sort of returns to eat some food. Did you design that yourself? Then? Well, no, but I did have to build it myself. Is that like a rite of passage for the wind truck? One of them, yes. What are the others? Oh, there's all sorts of things. Not that I've done all of them just yet. Mr. Masked Bard. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you were talking to me? Yes. Can you play something different, please? Uh, (laughs) sure thing, my dear. I can play anything you want. What you fancy? Different instrument. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Let me see what I got in here. And he'll get out his bag and start, like, rummaging through for various few things. Let's see, I got a, let me think, I got a drum, I got a flute. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll go, like, a flute, a flute. Do you like the, the idea of a flute, maybe? <laughs> Is it a striped flute? <laughs> Is it? Sort of looks over at Enkidu. Is he very good at the flute? He's the best there is. Oh, believe me, my dear, I will move you with my music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I don't mind flute music. Is that, does everybody like flute music? Oh, yeah. Yes. Big fan. Well, if everybody's okay with it, then yes, we we shall have some flute music. Certainly, my dear. And I will play a beautiful ballad with my flute. Nice. Are you going to um, use it? Uh, Use its magic or just play a a, a tune? Uh, I will. I'm not here to trust us, so I'm actually just going to play the flute. Does that disarm it? Yeah, I didn't think you could choose. I think as long as it's played, it's disarmed. It just wants the attention. Yeah, exactly. It's the attention-seeking flute. (laughs) (laughs) As actors, we really, we really feel its pain. (laughs) (laughs) So after after dinner, and she's not necessarily complimentary of the food, Juno, but you do see that she she eats every last scrap of it. And have you ever had a twain tied tea before? No. only nine. I don't drink tea. Would you like one? No. I don't want any tea, thank you very much. How do you know you're not going to like it if you haven't tried it? Well, tea's for old people. Oh, little and you have so much to learn. Actually, maybe um, that could be your name, the Teabag Team. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe With, in certain mm, circles. It's got a certain 
ring to it. I, I, I don't think so. No. Something with tea would be good, wouldn't it? Well, we do like tea. That's true. As true mm. as a brew, that oh, is. Yeah, true as like a brew. the fateful <laughs> brew. What about the tea titans? We should, we should have a name. Something romantic, something mysterious, you know, so people don't even necessarily know who we are. They've just, you know, heard us on the, the whisper of the wind, perhaps. Ah, and, cool. uh, they infiltrate many a magical and secretive fortress or, or workshop or, or, or castle. Yeah, just we we are very good at infiltrating. We could be the infiltrators. Mm. Guy and the Supremes. <laughs> <laughs> Rings a bell. Yeah, let's keep workshopping. Let's keep workshopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brainstorm those ideas. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. just throw all these ideas into the pot, guys, and work it. Oh my gosh. Talking of pots, Orin. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you in trouble, Sorry. son. <laughs> <laughs> you took mom's favourite teapot. Now, can that teapot still be used for making tea? David, can the teapot still be used for making tea? I don't know what you've done with that teapot. <laughs> you I say you put the can. pearl inside of it and wired yeah. it up. Yeah, but it's also got like a burner on the bottom and it's still sort of If you're an happy integral... for, for water to be heated inside of it, then great. I, I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's fine. All right, then you're off the hook, Orin. <laughs> I might, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking of names for her. I'm thinking maybe Aggie, Artificer Goose Intelligence. She looks a bit oh. like a goose now. Or, or Tig, Travel Teapot Intelligent Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I like Aggie. I like Aggie Ag- too. Yeah. She was a bit Aggie in that last fight. Yeah, that's her first. That's her first monster kill, that is. Um, Aggie, meet Juna. Juna, Aggie. Nice to meet you, Aggie. Aggie, can we make some tea in you, please? <laughs> and I'll send her flying over to Juna. Does she make noises like a goose? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, like a combination of a goose and a tea whistle. <laughs> so is it a machine or is it alive? I'm, I'm confused. It's a machine. It's a machine. All right, so it doesn't speak. It's it's my new homunculus. <laughs> it's homunculus. Oh. oh my god! What's a homun- homunculus? It's like a little mechanical friend. It's like a familiar, but like a robot. Yeah, it's a it's a <gasps> robot familiar. <laughs> oh my god! That is sick. so. Unlike the dragon, which can only be active for an hour. Maybe I should say this in character. I don't know. I'm saying it as Ben. Um, say it as Orin. So character um, voice. Shower. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike unlike the dragon, um, who who like only can be around for an hour and then then it needs to kind of recharge. I guess that's probably what Myra would call it. Aggie can be with us all the time. She's uh, as long as I don't need the pearl for something else. Look over at Aggie. <laughs> Might oh, need to buy the pearl lovely. sometimes. Uh, side note, DM, I am going to cast Find Familiar on Ruana and turn her into a goose to make Aggie feel welcome. <laughs> So in an hour, that will happen. Yeah, um, Aggie's got to make noises. <laughs> <laughs> Orin, if you ever need a pearl, and Gwendolyn just like shows the pearl necklace that she has. Oh, we've got quite a few at the moment. <laughs> that could be really useful. Um, you see, you know, I did that clever thing with my goggles with the identifier spell. I kind of had to yes. reuse the pearl from Aggie, and so. I mean, maybe that could be useful later on. Well, and Gwendolyn takes it off. Why don't you have these then? 
and maybe um, we can find some point to sell the rest of them and might be able to get something else useful for the group. I don't need another necklace. Gwendolyn, you sure? Isn't this some kind of special value to you? It was a gift from Deacon, which is very kind, but I, I don't really need a pearl necklace as nice as it is. If it can be useful to all of us, I, I'd, I'd much more prefer that. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. The pearl necklace, that could be your group name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I prefer tea bag, to be honest. <laughs> what was the one you came up with, Juna? I said it, but it just was the first thing on my mind. It was the order of the mark. It just seemed like the right thing at the time. What but... mark? Oh, did you see this one? And he like lifts up his glove a bit, like that one. What is? What is that? Oh, yeah. What is that? Well, this is a tattoo. My friends and I. Um, got once we um, made it to Dr- the Dravanian Palace. Um, I was studying the arcane, and I, uh, I wanted to, the the idea was that we all imbued it with a special talent that would either protect Gilgamesh or keep us safe as a group. I uh, never got to use it, and I didn't have the knowledge to imbue it until until fairly recently. So I thought I couldn't protect my friends. So I at least use it to um, <clears throat> protect this group. What does it do, Enkidu? Well, um, it forces somebody as long as my spell is successful to um, focus their wrath upon me to compel it uh, i believe the spell was called compel duel so um, it forces someone to be locked in combat with myself it makes it very hard to turn its attention elsewhere yeah it definitely came in handy back there yeah yeah that's why i couldn't distract it with my rock then <laughs> uh, oh yeah that'd be yeah, one. yeah yeah something yeah. like that <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was a good hit with that rock. But yeah, Juno, who's who? Like, what is the mark that you're talking about with this? With this? With this? Uh, suggestion of the uh, name of the name of the group. DM is Myra still around? Um, she's still around. She's sort of sat next to Enkidu. Mm. Um, as you sort of look over at her, she is falling asleep, and like slightly Ooh. leaning on Enkidu as she does Ooh. so. Um, but she's like she's still trying to like stay with the conversation a little bit she's but still it's... wearing my bonnet as well oh, she's still wearing your bonnet <laughs> uh, but she's she's fighting yeah yeah. she's losing the fight against sleep at the moment oh, it's sleepy time um, I think it might be time to tell you something but not quite now she says looking at Myra kind of just like gently turn to like just catch her weight a bit and just like lay her gently and I'll I'll take off my coat, just put it on top of her, like like a blanket, and then like slide a little bit away just to see if that's disturbed her a bit. No, and as you sort of like, yeah, like lower her weight to the floor, she just sort of seems to snuggle down under your blanket. So Ruana emerges as a new goose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just before the the geese is laying. Um, can I just quickly like um, I'll just be like with tint, like whistling away like my flute just a little bit, and I'll cast sleep on her as well just to do that extra. Yeah, <laughs> you would be the best babysitter guy. Casting spells <laughs> on the children. Oh, does she have less than sixteen hit points? Um, she's got more than that, but I will say as she's already sort of on the way out anyway. Yeah, like you can see, actually, like not only is she, like she stopped fighting against it completely, and with your last little bit of tune, like her eyes are closed, and she's she's like breathing that nice, gentle breath of a of a sleeping child. So Juno like looks over and checks that she really is asleep because she's like needs to check that Myra can't hear, and then she just sort of sits down, hands everyone a cup of Twain Tide, and says, 
In 200 years, I've never told anyone this, but I think it's probably time I I let you know. Um, and with that, she takes off her cloak and takes off sort of mo- most of her clothes and she is covered from elbow, her whole body, elbow to elbow, knee to knee with tattoos. And that's where we're in tonight's episode. No! I hate you so much. Are you? Why did you do that? Mid-flow! Mid-flow! You're trolling us. You're trolling us. You're trolling us. as your dungeon master. Ben Galpin as Orin. Chris Watts as Gaius. Daryl Bailey as Enkidu. Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn and Vicky Gaskin as Juna Original music by David Knight Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all the social media Thank you for listening to No Small Roles Anon for now Anon Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.